Hey, Ruthina, can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Sensational. I appreciate you jumping on the show, the Miss Manual podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Not a problem. I'm excited myself. I'm excited every time I have uh, a unique individual like yourself on because this is for a bigger purpose. This is this is something that's super duper important and kind of spoke to me in terms of just kind of putting this together. Again, this is the uh, this is simply where we bring females t- together and view a female's perspective in the automotive industry because I simply saw that. There wasn't anybody necessarily having the conversation collectively, number one and number two. Oh, Ariana, how are we doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Racina, uh, can you can you hear both of us? Hey girl. <laughs> and that this is I think this is the main person. I think this is the reason to you because uh, uh Ariana had at shared your posts. Uh, on on her story, and and again, that's that's essentially how this whole thing started, and it really spoke to me. Like, man, I feel like Rafina has something to say. I feel like she has something to say where it can like have a a pretty heavy influence uh, in terms of the community because it's 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 a growing it's it's a growing community, especially just having females in the industry, and then with social media, it kind of helps bring all of all of you guys together, and so. That's simply all this is, uh, Rathina. I've had Ariana on here before, um, but but that's simply what we're trying to do in terms of the team and everything collectively. Awesome. No, I'm glad you're doing it. I think it's definitely really important. So happy to speak on whatever it is. <laughs> most most definitely. Well, that's kind of start. I, I would like to start with here. Um, if you have maybe 30 to 60 seconds to explain to somebody that's only seen your social media and never met you or heard you talk or seen you on your YouTube, what would you say, who would you say Rathena Gomer is in 30 to 60 seconds if you have the opportunity to like tell somebody that's never necessarily gotten to know you? Ah, ooh, that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I am Rathena Gomer. I would say most importantly, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. I am a daughter um, I am a friend. <laughs> Those are kind of what I enjoy most about my identity. But um, outside of that, career-wise, I am very involved in the automotive industry. I drift um, competitively, not so much this year, but that is a goal of mine to go pro. Mm-hmm. And then I also um, run a new pro-am drift series called the Drift League at Irwindale Speedway. And um, social media manager for an online magazine called Moto IQ, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I'm working on a couple of other projects, but those will be coming to fruition probably by the end of the year. So I can't speak too much on on it now, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. <laughs> Most definitely, like so, so. Where did it start? Like who 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 inspired you to kind of take the take the take the road of where you've been drifting over the past what seven eight years? uh overall like who was it like an event was it your parents was it was it someone like hey Rathena come check this out and then all of a sudden you kind of fell in love like how did that start (laughs) so definitely not my parents I've spoken on this before about how my family is very against my drifting career so um how I got introduced to it was in high school I had a high school sweetheart from like age 13 to 18 we were together and um his passion was like drifting like the jdm 
world. He was really into option two and the drift Bible, Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. And then showed me and exposed me to those sorts of things. So he took me out to D one GP at Irwindale Speedway in 2006. I was 16 at the time and um, saw it for the first time was like, what is this? This is awesome. I have no idea what these guys are doing, but this looks fun. I want to do this too. And so I started going to car meets, making more friends, started hanging around shops and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. eventually, um, just that's kind of how I got into it. That's how I discovered it and fell in love. And it's been an addiction ever since. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, I, I've, I've followed you for some time, um, especially ever, ever since you were on the Hoonigan. That's kind of how I came across you personally. Um, and oh, then awesome. you, you, had the, you did the competition. So just mm-hmm. kind of love to see your, your Z, uh, how far you brought it. Um, and to kind of transition, um, I wanted to ask, Ariana, can you hear us? Hello, Ariana? Here, sorry. You're fine, you're fine. Uh, are we me? breaking up? Are we cut? Are we, yeah, I can, we can hear you. Are we like, are, are we no. like in and out or are we good? Say again. Okay. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. I know you said that you're cutting in and out with your internet and whatnot, but I can hear you sometimes versus. Yeah, it sounds like she has a bad connection. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, she texted me. She's like, oh, I got a bad connection. Mm. Well, one of the things I wanted to dive into, because um, she's the one that introduced me, and that's why I was I, I had contact her i was like yo you want to jump on because i feel like this would be like great chemistry <laughs> in terms of just to like kind of talk about it because i i saw her, i saw her post on her page and then when i i mean on her instagram story and it was your it was your post and then it was that super long drawn out post uh not not to make it i made that sound like super bad but it wasn't like <laughs> a long it wasn't a long drawn out post in the battle but it was i would say in depth and so i read it and i've heard i'm, I'm hearing a lot of similar stories and so i wanted to kind of I don't know, kind of touch on what, what, what you've been feeling on the, on the drift community. And then like, we'll go into like the billion questions that I, maybe half of the billion questions I have versus the half billion questions that the people uh, <laughs> that have reached out to you and, and put in your, uh, in the questions feature on your, on your story. But yeah. how did like, what's your, what's your mind state right now? Like what, what kind of, what kind of like inspired or made you kind of expand on uh, what brought this uh, podcast today? Yeah, no. Um, thank you. Um, first of all, I didn't take offense to the long drawn out post. Actually, <laughs> a lot of people criticize me or talk smack on my long posts, but I am also a writer. I love writing. And um, yeah, so my thing is I'm, I write a lot on Instagram and if you don't like it, you don't have to read it. So, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time to read it, but um, kind of what, Uh, I guess inspired that post was one that it was World Mental Health Day and Mm -hmm. I'm a huge mental health advocate and um, the reason why I'm an advocate of that is because I have struggled severely with depression and anxiety, suicide ideation on and off for um, a chunk of my adulthood probably since age 21, 22 I'm 28 Mm -hmm. now And a lot of that kind of started um, 
due to some abusive relationships I was in um, involving guys Mm -hmm. that were in the drift community. And I stayed silent on a lot of those matters because one, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, back then I was a lot younger, I was isolated and there was a lot of rumors going on around me about me at that time. So I didn't feel like I could go to anyone. And so it was really challenging at that time. And, um, you know, we, I'm happy to talk more in depth about those situations without naming names, of course. Um, but of course, of course. Um, yeah, I, I kind of stayed silent about those things for years. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, a lot of people that heard bits and pieces of my personal life misconstrued those to very outlandish lies that aren't even close to the truth and mm-hmm. um, tarnished my name, my reputation, which then resulted in me not having many much support in this community that I was heavily in. And I don't want to say that it's just the drift community that's toxic. There was a lot of immaturity on my end, too, in the sense of seeking validation, acceptance from, um, you know, a third party versus intrinsically within myself and I it took Mm -hmm. me a long time to learn those sorts of things and to grow up and you know really focus on self-care and whatnot but yeah I made that post in the sense and I want to say thank you to everyone that you know read it and messaged me I had dozens and dozens and dozens of amazing supporting supportive comments and messages Um, But I'm okay now. I'm doing great now. I just made that post because I know a lot of people are struggling and suffering and the internet in general is a very, can be a very toxic place. And I just wanted to offer words of encouragement and reminders to people that there's a person behind that screen. There's a person behind that picture. Be kind with your words. You know, you don't have to, even if you have your opinion, I'm a pretty opinionated person. You know, I, you know, we're, we, none of us can get away and say, oh, we're not judgmental. Everybody is judgmental. That is, we cannot get away from that as humans. However, we can choose to put the judgment aside and be kind. And that was kind of my reminder of you never know what anyone's going through. You know, when I attempted suicide five years ago or yeah, five years ago, no one knew that I was going through such a hard time and I could have used, you know, kindness and I just didn't nobody was being kind to me back then and so that was kind of the point of that post of you you know we don't got to be so harsh on people there's no point there's no benefit I agree I'm glad you said all those things because uh like that's again this is what this is for like this is kind of what I I'm seeing and what I saw to kind of kind of take initiative and motive to kind of start this thing because I kind of saw nobody was necessarily kind of bringing the greatest and it just it just so happens we're we're talking about the automotive industry but social media social media is a great tool because think about we've never met number one never met I just had for a second hey uh, hey, Ariana you there (laughs) okay (laughs) she's trying she's trying Uh, she's I told her if she she finds a spot uh that that's that has a better connection uh feel free to jump on if she can because again she and she's the one that inspired this thing because like she like i told her like she's a big inspiration you're a big inspiration like people need to know that you're human and just because you have a following you're not perfect you have your problems you have your flaws 
you might you might be aiming to be a pro drifter or and then you got the person uh the, the, the female i don't know that you might be following you out of the twenty thousand plus people that's following you to know that not to compare journeys to know that you have a different journey than everyone else because i feel like a lot of people get caught up with they have to keep up with everybody they have to keep up with everyone's success and they kind of lose the fact that everybody has their own journey and just because you're not neck and neck with maybe your the top 10 people that you might you might uh not, not envy but maybe you like you like you just admire just because you're not like neck and neck quote unquote in their successes and their 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 achievements doesn't mean you're like failing or oh man I have to buy another car part or oh I have to make sure I'm doing this because a lot of people there's a there's a whole of people where I, I feel that just kind of get sucked into that social media realm and they honestly think that being this person and they, they think that you're I mean, well, not you're like an example of where you're not afraid to be vulnerable, which is great. But a lot of people on social media, they they fail to show that part, and it just it makes people feel like they're by themselves, which really we're all the same, honestly. Like you said, everyone has a, a judgment on everything, right? Like you can't you you can't like skew away from that. It's just a matter of accepting it, maybe respecting somebody's point of view or what they're doing. Like everyone's gonna judge you. Like I kind of. I don't know. I just wanted to just kind of rant on that um, a little bit because you're like one of the people that I want to kind of help be a pioneer for one of these things. Cause I don't want it to be a big deal. Like to kind of bring this full circle and go back to questions. Cause I'm a ranter and I'll be like, what am I talking about? Again? <laughs> um, I want to make this about you ladies um, is uh, you not being afraid to talk about your vulnerability, who you are. I want that to be the normal. There's so many people just trying to put a front on social media. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. like you will not believe how many people I try to message that I know that's an inspiration. Like there's so many badass females out there like yourself. They don't see it. They're like, I don't see the big deal. What are you talking about? I've been doing this for 20 years where not even 50 years ago, a hundred years ago that females, females and males had a distinct role. Male was the person to be a breadwinner. Uh, they were supposed to go out to the army or just bring the money on. Female, you're distinctly was supposed to support the family. You're supposed to fight over a man. But now the roles are flexible and they change and it can be flipped on its head because we live in the 21st century. And I want people to see that through your confidence and your journey and know that you could be a tomboy. Also, you can go ahead and wear makeup and you can know how to change your own tires and you could, I don't know, ride a pony whatever it doesn't it doesn't have to be the stream for every scenario sorry um <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear the passion and so i, I kind of fed off what you said but um i don't know if you want to add anything anything to that if not I, i'll just go right into like the like direct question no i mean i i definitely agree with you and it's it's an interesting dynamic where we're at right now in society i mean i talk about this often i don't really share too much of this opinion on social media because everything on social media gets misconstrued and thought mm -hmm. like, like thoughtful conversation doesn't really exist on social media but it's interesting because you know how you were mentioning you know 50 100 years ago we have this traditional role of what a male and female was and then mm -hmm. now we're in this era where it's like you know you should be granted the freedom to be whatever it is you define yourself as. And mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because I don't really fit into either of those because my personal value system is I'm very traditional and I actually am very conservative, which a lot of people mm -hmm. wouldn't assume about me because I'm a female in the automotive world. 
And mm. so they just assume I'm all about like all these trends in feminism, which I'm not, I'm really not. And not to say that I'm against anyone else because I don't really think that's the best option either. But um, mm. I do believe that for myself, you know, the right way to raise my children is to stay at home and raise them and not be working while I do that. And I mm. would like my future husband to be the breadwinner in that scenario and all these things. But it's funny because I find with that ideology, I'm kind of almost judged or like seen as very closed minded for having that opinion. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like I've always been that way that I don't really conform to like any standard. And I find it challenging to find people to support me in being me, which is why it's important to just, you know, seek that internal validation versus outside of yourself. Cause at the end of the day, you're never going to find someone that really gets you and your values. I mean, sometimes you will, but you can't count on that. So. Yeah, to have that expectation to like to have expectations for anybody besides just like to have the standard that you have for like the th- things that you believe in for 100 percent of the time or for somebody to come through. That's not you like you're already losing. You're going to be sad almost all the time because everyone's not, not going to just just a very few people select people that see what you see. And if they do, it's a bonus. But if not, keep it moving. In the sense. So you got to kind of find people where they maybe like compliment you in a sense of maybe understanding your point of view, but not fully getting. So I definitely understand what you're saying right there. Yeah, definitely. But okay, so let's get straight into the questions. I want to go ahead and go into the questions that uh, some some people that's in your community that's that are dying that. It seems like you got a lot of them. And I'm like, okay, wow. And these are the ones you just screenshotted. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, the first one we have uh, Bryce underscore Lynch. He says, uh, "What can the motorsport community do to get more women interested in driving?" So I would just kind of maybe frame it as you're a POV because I like to put the disclaimer: this is a podcast sharing a perspective. This is not right or wrong because there's people that love to say you're not right, you're wrong. <laughs> it's literally just a POV, right? So. Right? Yeah. So um, I've talked on this before too, um, but it's. It's kind of challenging in the sense that it starts beyond just a woman coming to the automotive industry as an adult. We have to start mm-hmm. this, you know, when they're children, you know, while we're raising our daughters, while we're raising um, kids in school. And it has to look like what does our education system look like? Are we encouraging women to step into um, STEM fields, which is, you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and kind of straying away from, you know, the norm or whatever is considered a female specific kind of job, you know, what sorts of toys are we encouraging them to play with? What sorts of, Mm -hmm. you know, when fathers and mothers are taking their daughters out, are they saying, you know, look at that race car driver, you know, you could be that too, versus, oh, look at that nurse, you can grow up to be that way. You know, what are we instilling in their minds while they're growing up and what is normal Mm -hmm. to them? And so, you know, it comes down to, are we showing that there's a barrier for them when they want to pursue a certain career path? And if so, if they 
if they even assume or visualize any certain barrier, and it might not be a financial barrier, it might not be any sort of physical barrier, but even emotional mental. or a mental barrier of, oh, well, if I do this, I'm not going to be seen as feminine. Or if I do this, then I might lose on, out on the opportunity to have kids or a family someday. Or, you know, like what, what sorts of challenges are they going through in their head? And, you know, it's all about eliminating those because if we normalize, like, for instance, becoming a pro driver to a young female, then she's going to grow up saying like, yeah, I want to drift and eventually I'll have a family too. But right now I'm going to pursue this and then she'll just do it to the best of her ability. And then the, the industry and the community as a response can ideally, you know, be in a situation where they're supportive of that and say like, yeah, we love that you're here, you know, don't spread rumors about their sexual or dating lives because that's irrelevant to their career, right. you know, that shouldn't right. even be a matter or a topic of conversation for anyone for the matter, male or female. And so I think that could be the response from the community to, you know, thrive a little bit better. Have you have you have you experienced that? Because uh, I remember you posted that, and you made you, you made a remark to that bit, that that one that that topic or uh, people talking down on you versus talking to you. Like, is that something you personally uh, you, you you felt a lot of personally or indirectly amongst the community in general, regardless if it's female or male? People just, oh, you did this wrong, or why is this looking like that, or or you're a girl or something like, is that something you can relate to or? <laughs> uh, yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, <laughs> very early in my, uh, I guess you could call it drift career, but I guess it was more of when I first started coming around the drift scene. So I hadn't mm-hmm. started drifting yet. I, I had a 350Z I drove. I was very interested in drifting. Um, you know, so I, I didn't have very many like friends. I was still navigating through it all. I didn't, I mm-hmm. didn't know what my next steps were. I didn't, I, I also was very naive growing up um, when I first got into the drift scene. Cause I grew up in a small Christian private school where mm-hmm. um, I wasn't exposed to a lot. I really wasn't like, I talk about this often, like how I didn't see alcohol for the first time until I was like 18. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't have that like normal I guess you could say high school experience. So I was very trusting going out into the world. I really believe like if a guy was trying to talk to me, then he was like genuinely interested in me. I didn't know that guys or girls were like going out and just hooking up and having sex and like doing those sorts of things. I was very, very sheltered. And so. So it was a shock. Yeah, it was very shocking. And I was very naive and trusting of a lot of guys that were talking to me. Now I can go back and look like, Rathina, you're an idiot. Like, of course, that guy just wanted to get into your pants, <laughs> you know? So You just didn't know the distinction between the two. Yeah, I, I really didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I had a very good childhood growing up. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any of these things. So as an 18-year-old now going to these car meets and um, going to the track for the first time and meeting and hanging out with all these people, um, you know, there was, there was guys that would try talking to me and I was, you know, of course I would spark interest. It felt nice getting that attention. Like, Oh, like so many guys Mm -hmm. like me. They're so friendly. You know, I had no idea. And so I definitely, you know, 
started, you know, hanging out with guys. And, and, I, and I mean, like, literally hanging out. Like, we would just go out to eat or go for a drive or anything like that. And, um, yeah, I, long story short, got involved with this guy. It was, like, not – wasn't even anything serious. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, like, he really liked me and – some stuff happened. Long story short, he ended up telling everyone I gave him gonorrhea, which is not true. Never had gonorrhea, none of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so that spread like wildfire. And I actually never knew about it until about a year later. So right. lo and behold, I had all these guys asking to hang out. And um, I remember, and again, this is when I was like 18. So then right. I had another guy that was in the local drift community. And I remember he asked me to come over. I went over to his place again, just very innocently. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember I, I, I really liked him and, you know, we were, he kissed me and then I wasn't really like allowing it to go further. Cause I wasn't the type of girl to just hook up with guys and, and like that sort of thing. And so, um, I remember I wasn't really doing anything like it, it didn't progress like the physical thing didn't progress and then I remember he like took his hands off me and then he he pushed back and he goes wow you really are a good girl I didn't know that and then like wow. never talked to me again well he, we talked again but not like he never like hit me up again and he thought you were he thought he he thought you were what he heard and it was complete opposite. Yes. That, yes. That, that and so I thought that was really weird. So then anyway, after that situation, I ended up dating this guy. I was with him for a year. And now at the time it was just like head over heels of this guy. I was like in love with him. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was pretty serious about him and also involved in my dro- local drift scene. And, um, After, like, towards the end of our relationship, I found out, you know, he was cheating on me and had been cheating on me um, Mm -hmm. the entirety of our relationship with his ex-girlfriend. Like, even got his ex-girlfriend pregnant, um, was, like, selling and doing drugs behind my back, had been stealing money from me. And stealing money in the sense of, like, he was upcharging me for car parts. And not telling me that he was making a profit of me. He just told me he was helping me out because he was my boyfriend. And he was, like, pocketing the stuff. Yeah, like, all sorts of ridiculous stuff. Um, And then that relationship even became, like, physically abusive towards the end. I was about 19 at the time. And so, anyway, the person that had told me about all this stuff was his, um, like, best friend at the time. Like, exposed all these truths. I ended up, like confirming all this stuff was true and I had been loyal like I am not like any guy that would have tried talking to me I was just in love with this guy so I just I was loyal the whole time and so I was so upset and then him and his best friend like had a falling out because he was kind of like you know a scam artist in a sense (laughs) and they weren't working together and so I started dating his best friend like after that relationship and then my mm-hmm. the drift community just like went crazy and was like, You're a homie hopper, like you're a slut for you're uh, you cheated on this guy with the his best friend. They thought the falling out was because of me, which it was not. It had happened beforehand. And mm-hmm. um yeah, they were accusing me of cheating on this guy, which did not happen. 
So it was. That's, ins- that's insane. It's crazy, right? And so it was like everybody turned against me, but I didn't go and slander him or say anything badly about this guy. Just was just living my life, and then people. It wasn't you, right? But I wasn't even saying anything. I wasn't getting anyone involved, and neither was even the guy. Like it was just people putting two and two together and just spreading rumors. It's like, why do you even care about my life? Like, even if I did do that. Which I didn't, but even if I did, why do you care? Like, what is it? What is it to you? And so, <laughs> so unfortunately, the second that guy that I started dating right afterwards, um, this is when my depression hit. Um, he was very emotionally unstable, and this was the one I like never talked about. This is probably the first time I'm kind of publicly talking about it on this podcast, but I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been wanting to share this story for a long time and I've shared it in some avenues, but um, this one was hard because so like two months into our relationship, I remember I like didn't answer a phone call or something it was of Mm -hmm. his. And so this guy, um, because he was so distraught that I didn't answer his phone or I, I don't really remember what happened, but he ended up drinking a bottle of Theraflu, like in a, in a suicide what? attempt. Yeah. Wow. And so he ended up in the hospital. And so then I spent, I went to the hospital, obviously out of concern and all this stuff. And I was very like flustered, you know, obviously. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you just tried killing yourself after because I didn't answer my phone, you know, like what is going on? So, what? yeah. And so then I had told him, you know, like, I don't think this relationship is healthy for either of us. Um, you know, I'm willing to be here in your life as your friend and support you. And you really need help. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think this relationship is good. And then he had told me, like, in that setting, that if I left, if I wasn't his girlfriend, he would kill himself. And so, what, what the hell? yeah. And so then, um, again, this is someone that was very involved in the drift community at the time. And so, um, as a long story, very, very long story short, I was in that relationship for two years and every single time I tried leaving, he ended up in the hospital with it after a suicide attempt. That's, that's mentally draining, like to that back and forth. Oh my goodness. It's not even draining. It's a, it's abuse. And yeah. And the thing was like, so I had patience for a great while And uh, I mean, this guy was so manipulative and it was just hard. And so essentially he, I mean, it's textbook abusive relationship. What happened? It was slowly, you know, he started isolating me from my friends and my family ended up getting kicked Mm -hmm. out of my house because he threatened to beat up my brother. (laughs) Like it was just, yeah, just uh, there's way more to the story. I mean, and this is years ago, like six, seven years ago. And so, um, anyway, so he kept doing this and I went to his family, you know, asking for help. Like, I think you guys need to get him committed into a facility. He really needs help. And they just kept telling me like, He's fine. Like, he doesn't need help. Like, all this stuff. Okay. And this whole time, like, he wasn't working. He didn't have a job. I was supporting him. You know, I had just started working. And, um, yeah. And so, eventually, uh, 
that happened and it, it was sad like the last time the last time he attempted suicide he like he legit almost died his his little sister like his seven-year-old sister found him on the bathroom floor foaming at the mouth like just super traumatic stuff and yeah he almost didn't make it out but he did and the way I got out of that relationship is I had to change my number quit my job and drop out of school and then I like moved I moved out of the state and then um that was how I escaped like legitimately like I couldn't he would always find me or always something and that was that was the relationship where I became very suicidal like I had never been depressed before that um and so I remember thinking like well if I leave and sure it's really easy for people to say well, if he does k- kill himself, it's not your fault. You know, like, it's very, you could say it's really that, easy like, to say that. You're human. Right. But if you, like, care about someone or if you have a conscience, like, it's so hard to just walk away and think, like, wow, this person could actually end up dead because I left. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, then you start carrying this huge burden. And so anyway, during this relationship, like, this was probably the pinnacle of, like, when everyone in the drift community was like talking a lot of smack about me. And so mm-hmm. it was just, it was so hard because I'm like, you guys don't know what I'm dealing with every day. And so I just was like, I would just pray. Like I would pray to God, like, please kill me. Like, don't let me wake up the next morning. Like I just want to die. That happened for wow. like a whole year. I was like praying like, cause I didn't have the guts to like kill myself and I just wanted to die. And so um, it was really a really lonely time. And yeah, he, you know, said a lot of things about me after I left. And um, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> and so was, yeah. and so it, it was just hard, like finally trying to get back into the community um, because I didn't feel like a lot of support, like a lot of people were just talking about me. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I said in my post, I could have used a friend, you know, I could have used not being called a slut when I'm in an abusive relationship. Like I could have used someone saying like, we're here to, we're here for you. Um, But I didn't have that. And so I, you know, was left to fend for myself and yeah, here I am. I don't know. I don't even know how to like transition out of that story. I mean, there was a lot of rebuilding in between, but you don't even have to transition. I just want to first thank you just for being being so vulnerable because it's like again, I really personally for myself is is where where I I try to stay happy in a happy place, and I try to preach to everyone and everything. Every person I come into contact is perspective, like perspective. Uh, can really change someone's life it can really it can really uh it, it could just really sh- show you that there's levels thing and everything and if you're going through something the person that you think got, has it going on it's 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 not it's not 99 percent of the time it's not true and if that is that one percent kudos i wish i was you however that's not most people uh if if any it was very few so i just want to thank you for just opening up because it's it takes a lot it takes a lot to be that vulnerable but on the on the flip side i'm sure you've grown 
tremendously from just a life standpoint in so many directions and just from a mental standpoint uh, ever since that that has happened in terms of like I don't know I, I would if you get to correct me if I'm wrong I feel like a lot maybe of who you are today obviously everyone's still human everyone has their day-to-day but I feel like you're a lot stronger person just I don't know going through what you've gone through um which would basically essentially what you just uh, shared with, with me and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am, am stronger, but I would say more than strength that I developed was just empathy. It's like, yeah, dang, like a lot of people think that everything is perfect in my life, you know, and mm-hmm. I've gone through some really crappy situations. There's a lot more, to you know my past than just what it looks like with my drift cars and stuff and it's like you know we we've seen suicides in the drift community we've seen you know people having to leave the community because of how like you know much hardship they go through in their personal lives and how awful people are to them and I'm like you really don't ever really know anyone's struggle you don't so just assume they're going through a hard time and just be kind. And I've been bad too. Like there have been times where I've flipped and like, you know, been not like, a good person to someone and I, you know, deeply regret it. And I'm like, what, you know, what if they were just being a jerk to me? Cause they were having a bad time. That's why maybe I should be just kind regardless, even, even if they are jerks to me, cause it's you know, mean. like, right, right. I always think like that. I'm like, I'm sorry. Everything. Like if I would be met one day or I, you cut me off in traffic you know, and then you get out of the car or something, like instantly I'll put myself into a default. Like, damn, like, what happened to Athena for her to react towards me? Like, it's super weird. It sounded corny for the longest because I've heard this like analogy forever. You know, when you're younger, you're like, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. But you, it's honestly, it's not you. It's a them thing. Like if somebody's taking something out on you, they're literally taking energy that came from somewhere, something, some event that has nothing to do with you. And this is the only way to know how to like express themselves. Like it's to take that time to think about somebody, somebody has something going on, like can alter your, again, like you said it yourself, just empathy. Like, it's just like, damn, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, what could I, is there anything I could possibly do for you not to be yelling at me right now? Like it's, it's a right. definitely a unique way of, way of thinking and going to the next thing um someone asked kind of everything that you just said i feel like leads into one thing that was on my mind uh i'll read it i'll read it verbatim the person said uh uh chungo drift is uh instagram he says uh, is it more challenging to be a single woman in industry or in a relationship so i'm kind of feel like you kind of like touched on that in, in a sense but like you had to like i don't know come up with like a current summarization of maybe what you just said out of all of what you just gone through like um i don't know from the past to the present like what would you say to that particular question i mean there's ups and downs to both sides of it um Mm -hmm. i mean when i'm single it's the sense of like every guy i don't want to say every guy that's wrong a lot of guys that I come into contact with, like, it's almost like I can't have just, like, normal, friendly interactions. It's, like, mm-hmm. 
oh, you know, she wants to hang out with me because, like, she wants some. And it's like, mm. dude, we're bros. Like, I know I'm a girl, but we're bros. Like, we drift together. We both are in this scene together. Like, why can't mm. I be hitting you up because I want to go shred with you at the track? Like, it doesn't have to be more than that. Or, like, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side, like, I had a really recent encounter where um you know I was in a relationship last year with a guy um who also drifted a lot of people knew him and you know a lot of people like observed our relationship anyway we broke up and about a year ago and then I had someone just like a month ago ask me hey like I know I don't think you're actually this kind of person but were you dating so-and-so because you wanted free work on your car? What? And it's like, what? (laughs) Simple-minded creature you. (laughs) Right? And it's just like, no. Like, absolutely not. Like, yeah, my ex did work on my car because he had a shop. And he also, that was like his way of doing something nice for me. Like, I never Mm -hmm. asked for it. And even if I offered to pay him, which I did, he never accepted it. You know, so it was like, no, that was not why I dated him. And like, who does that? You know, and it's just like, I, it's like, I, it's, it's sucky both ways. And I've just kind of come to this point where I chose that I'm not going to share my personal life in a public manner because I don't right. need to. There's no purpose. There's no gain for me. There's no gain for anyone else knowing that. The people that are important in my life know, you know, know what I'm doing. They know if I'm single. They know if I'm dating. They know if I'm about to get engaged. Like, the whole drift world doesn't need to know that. And I've, the part that sucks about that, though, is that I'm a very authentic person. And when I feel like I'm lying or I'm not being fully authentic, it, like, deeply bothers me. And so because Mm -hmm. I've chosen to, like, keep my love life private, I feel like I'm almost lying to people. And that, like, bothers me. But then I have to remind myself, like, it's not information I have to volunteer. So I don't know if I really answered the question, but it's more of, like, it kind of... It's a limbo. It's It's not a yes or no. It's kind of like a state of, like, it's like a vibe. I I wouldn't even necessarily say you, like, gave an answer. It's like, this is kind of, like, where my thoughts are on it. Like, it's it it can, like, change. But right now, I don't see any benefit. I I get it. I I definitely understand what you digest. I I would assume most people would. If not, they know who to go ahead and contact uh, to go ahead and get a more in-depth answer on that. But that's, I get it. I 100% get it. And again, um, I want to give give a shout out again to uh, Ariana for doing this because again the goal um, for this is to just I want to bring more unity to that because like I said that that example I hear a lot of that I hear a lot of that over the internet in terms of females getting bashed like because because they look they they're doing this for that or it's just so much little minded stuff like that person saying that like that just sounds so stupid obviously that's a scenario but just I don't know. I don't want to call that person stupid, but like that's a very simple-minded judgment. Right. Like, obviously, we all judge. We all judge. I hundred percent get it. Like if we met, you would judge me immediately in the sense of like who I am, what I look like, just like I would to you. But like, 
it would further like if it seems like most people's judgments just stop like oh okay i saw seven movies that gave me an epiphany of that one girl that did this and hey Athena, um are you dating that person because they give you the hookup uh for free tune-ups on your car like it's just it's people's just minds just stop for certain things because again i have to remind myself because i kind of did just get agitated when you told me that but i have to remember we're creatures of comfort so we're creatures of comfort from a survival standpoint and that trickles into sometimes how we think and this is why it's so important to kind of make our we have to program ourselves to be like a proactive like learner in a sense like exactly. a lot of people just you're like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing in the movies. That's what they're doing in real life. Like, come <laughs> right, on. right. I mean, you have to be very <laughs> intentional about trying to be open-minded, you know, and yeah. really step out of that comfort zone. And you're totally right saying that. Exactly. That, that's that's why I feel like this is so important because, again, I see I've, – I've, I've followed you for a while, and I don't know, I've, I've gotten a vibe, especially it was, it was like at 97% or like 87%. Uh, before I saw that post, I'm like, man, the thing that seems like it's just really authentic individual. Never met you, just I got a vibe. I don't, I don't think I'm like a guru or like I, I can like sense somebody. But in terms of just, I don't know, the vibe that you give off to social media and the things that you, you've, uh, you put on the internet and you've been a part of, I've gotten that vibe. And this, after seeing that post and especially talking to you now, I definitely can get that vibe that you have intention. Just, I don't know, just being good person and doing the right thing and so that's 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 insane uh i don't know that you you have a very unique story and i'm i'm super i'm super glad you shared that because a lot of people again people feel like they're by themselves there's so many females that i've that's meshes the page and they said they've started to take a path because they heard of someone's story like yourself but like i had a woman next week that, uh, last week they said they started to start their journey on figuring uh, the whereabouts on how to be a mechanic because they started listening to the podcast. Mm. So um, just being vulnerable because a lot of people think you're perfect. Uh, a lot of people are perfect. So I just, again, it's just, I'm super excited. I got goosebumps, um, especially just listening to you talk. Uh, but um, my, my, one of my personal questions I wanted to ask you, uh, say you want to get back into drifting, you want to become a pro drifter. Um how does how does one go about personally getting a sponsorship asking for a friend in terms of (laughs) yeah uh, yeah so sponsorships are interesting um it's really just business you know and also developing personal relationships with someone Mm -hmm. and it's really it just comes down to understanding what marketing is and so when for instance, if you're dealing with, uh, let's just say, a suspension company, and you're not going to go, and if you drift, you're not going to go to a suspension company that makes off-road suspension, right? Because mm-hmm. you need to be able to market their product to the industry, the demographic that consumes you as a brand. So, like, you know, it's in my best interest to understand what my demographics are. What are, who are the people that are following me? Who are the people that are influenced by my voice? And mm-hmm. who can, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the company's bottom line. Like, can I help them sell more product, you know, through me, through a sponsorship with me? Can I increase their bottom line, their profits, 
the money that they're bringing in um, through, you know, sponsorship with me. And sometimes, you know, I have this talk with companies that sometimes it's not about increasing the bottom line. It is just about a branding exercise and market pres- presence, just being involved in a community right. and having your name out there is, is important. Right. Um, so in approaching these companies, you know, it's always worked for me is just having an understand- understanding and knowledge of that. It's never about getting free parts or discounted parts or money. It's never about what I can receive. It's always about what you can do for them. You know, right. I had this conversation with someone, they were saying like, I, for- I forgot, but essentially I was saying like, I'm an employee, I'm a representation of a company that sponsors me. You know, I have to treat it like a job. You know, when you go to work every morning, you know, you have a set of responsibilities. And yeah, you do get paid at the end, you get a paycheck, but you still have to fulfill your duties and you're representing the organization you work for. It's the same thing about sponsorship. People start thinking sponsorship is synonymous with free parts and it's just not like you just have to think of that <laughs> as like your paycheck but you still have duties responsibility right and so and if you have a good work ethic you're going to go above and beyond those agreed upon duties so for instance like I'll work with a company and I'll say like you know if you pay me x amount of dollars or give me x amount of product you know this is what you can expect for the next 12 months you know X amount of social media posts, um, video content, uh, Mm. you know, these are the events that I'm going to be going to. And this is how many people are going to be at these events. And these are the kind of people you want to be marketing to because fill in the blank. And this is my overall reach, you know, through social media, through my media partners. For instance, like you mentioned, you saw me on Hoonigan. Um, Mm. That's something I leveraged, you know, like, hey, my Hoonigan video had 350,000 views. These are, you know, through that, I gained X amount of followers. It's all just coming down to a science of, hey, like, I can help you because this is my projected growth. And I know I can do right by you because this is what I can promise. And so, and also having a sponsorship proposal um, is really important because as you're Mm. approaching these companies, you want to, have this in writing, have about you in writing. And um, again, just having that business insight and knowledge, it's nothing more than that. (laughs) And then also it's just like networking. I know that sounds cliche, but getting to know the people, the marketing folks at all these companies, making friends with them. And sometimes you keys to success. Yeah. Like sometimes you might not even get a sponsorship out of it, but you made a dope friend in the industry. Good. You know, and that person that you met made a friend with knows 10 other people that might be able to help you and they'll put a good word for you. in. that's why I always tell people, be kind to everyone. Industry is small. <laughs> you know, Seriously. even if you have a bad sponsorship experience where a sponsor has burned you, which I have had, and mm-hmm. don't publicize it because then the next company is going to think, oh, are you going to do that to me? You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to work with you. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, be smart. Be smart about it. <laughs> it was definitely so. Summary for those, for those that are listening. It's not your. It's if you want sponsorships, if you want, if you want opportunity where 
you know, you might receive parts or just a company that represents you, you're serving them, especially the start versus, you know, them serving you and reaching out saying, hey, like it's, it's, it's kind of flipped on its head versus what it sounds like. Right. Like, and, and sponsorship is the work. Like I competed last yeah. year and I had several companies on board that I was working with. And it's stressful at times because there are times where I'm like, I don't know if I can make this event. And because, you know, money is tight, you know, whatever. I don't have the parts. My car is not running accordingly. But you have to make it happen because you have an obligation to your sponsors. So then it adds this, like, layer of, like, okay, well, I need to figure out ways to fulfill my contractual obligations. Whereas, like, this year, yeah, everyone loves free parts. I love free parts. Um, you know, but nothing's actually free. And so this year I actually intentionally made the choice of, I don't want to work with any sponsors this year because I'm focused. Except Miss Manual. (laughs) Yeah. What's up? No, (laughs) big shout out. No, thank you. Um, but I, I did, I didn't want to work with any sponsors. Um, you know, because I wasn't like I knew I wasn't going to be, well, I was still on the fence about if I wanted to compete. Um, but I also had my business venture and, you know, with the drift league and I knew that was going to be taking up a lot of my time. And so I didn't, I didn't put myself in that place of not knowing if I was going to be able to fulfill contractual obligations or not. So I just didn't do anything like I just didn't, but that doesn't mean I don't foster those relationships. Like KBD was my title sponsor last year. And I still work mm. with them. Like, I still meet with the owners. I still, you know, touch base with them. And I'll likely be working with – I still work with them. They still give me um, – you know, I still have run their products. And and I'll likely, you know, when I am, you know, back in competing, like, they'll be the first people I, I reach out to. Like, because I'm very loyal and want to work with companies and develop a long-lasting partnership. So, I don't know. It's all strategy business i love it it's fun if you guys have any questions hit me up i'm happy to help i really am because the better you do in the industry the better we approach sponsors it helps everybody it helps me it helps you and it helps you know the industry as a whole that's awesome do you right do do good by others karma works wonders one way or another indirectly or directly what was that I said, just do right by others. Karma works wonders directly or indirectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, always be good to people. Sensational. Well, I'll I'll ask one final question because honestly, you got a dozen. I've got a dozen personally. (laughs) But we know, again, time is the best. And again, I wouldn't mind. I tell everybody, uh, I I wouldn't mind having you on again because I feel like, strangely, I feel like this is, this could go on forever. Probably. (laughs) I talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I do like you get two people that just yap their face off. Number one, <laughs> number two. Uh, again, this is this is this is this is such monu- uh, such momentum. It's it's ridiculous. Like I get so excited and see everybody that has reached out to Miss Manual and reached out and telling everyone that stories like yours honestly change their lives. And it's it's like a it's a weird it's like a weird high. It's like I'm making money explaining. It's like coming first in a, in a race and just winning. Like, it's the dopamine and receptors going off in your head. Like, yes, like, I've worked so hard up to this point. Dude, this is, like, coming up on episode 40. Wow. And receive all of the feedback. 
is amazing. So I'm I'm super excited for this. But anywho, I forget what I was gonna say, but what I was gonna do. Ask this last question, so I don't forget. Because honestly, I'll go just like you go, and then we're we're here three more hours, and we're like, what time is it? <laughs> Shit. All right, here we go. All right, so last uh, question. Bryce, shout out to Bryce underscore Lynch. He's got some like clutch, like very like surgical, thoughtful questions. Uh, everyone go follow him. Um, <laughs> he says, he says, uh, Bryce Lynch says, what have you learned from motorsports that is applicable to your life outside of it? Oh, question yeah. Mark. I thought that was a great question. Um, yeah. Yeah, so much. So the biggest thing for me was grit, you know, being able to stick with something and fight through challenges. I was always someone growing up that didn't really like have a passion. I was never really into sports. Like my thing was always Mm -hmm. just school. And even then, like I was good at school, but it wasn't like, it didn't make me tick. Like it didn't make my heart beat and flutter and all these things. And so here comes drifting and I fall in love. Like, I'm like, this is what it feels like (laughs) to be in love with something, you know? And, and, but the crazy part about being passionate about something is that that feeling doesn't last forever. And at one point you start realizing like, this is hard work. This is stressful. Mm. Like, I need to actually work at this. And this costs a lot more money than I thought it would. And I don't know if I can handle this or do this. Like, drifting was so hard for me to learn and pick up. Like, I was a very slow learner. Yeah, I really was. And I still kind of am. Like, it doesn't really come natural to me. But I just really stuck at it because I I just really wanted to learn. And other things in my life, I've always quit, like, after it got hard, you know, I I quit playing piano, I quit ballet classes when I was a kid, you know, I, I there's so many things I've quit in life, like, I can't, there's, <laughs> like, I was on the speech and debate team in college, I quit that, too, because I didn't want to keep practicing and doing all this stuff, and, and, um, finally, yeah, drifting, it, it made me realize, like, if I want to do well at something like I have to work my butt off at it it's not going to come easy and I have to learn from the best so I started you know getting more involved and all this stuff and it was a very humbling experience so it taught me to be humble it taught me to ask questions to people when you want to learn something it taught me discipline um you know self-discipline because you can't rely on motivation to take you places you have to rely on discipline to take you places um it taught me how to save money um you know because drifting is not cheap (laughs) it you know 20 tires right yeah you know (laughs) dropping thousands of dollars on tires doesn't happen you know unless you're rich and you know like I when I first started drifting I was working part-time minimum wage in college I remember it took me like six months to save up for a set of coilovers and like having that discipline of you know I'm not gonna go out I'm not gonna spend my money I'm gonna save up I'm gonna save up and and I did. And then, you know, it taught me, it taught me that, you know, I can do a lot more than I think I can do. And like, I surprise mm-hmm. myself every day with drifting because it doesn't come easy to me, you know, in every regard, like the business aspect too. Um, like, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable about 
business now and like that's probably one of my biggest passions is like entrepreneurship and management like I got my MBA last year in management and so um you know I'm really big on businesses and just business in general and drifting helped me with all of that you know it helped me learn like how to do project management in a sense of like okay how am I gonna get my race car to the track when it's a rolling shell right now you know (laughs) and you start having to you know work with companies right to to help you know put your vision together then you have to raise money and save money and then spend money and you know do projected budgets and then get a staff together you know like a team together and manage them and then oh it's just it's so exciting because there's so many different challenges it's not just the driving part of it so it is a bit different components. yeah there's so many different components to it that's why i like competitive driving versus just grassroots driving because yes i do have a love of just drifting like the driving itself is very fun but i like the challenge mm-hmm. of like running a program and the yeah the whole process it's it's fun so it taught me how to do life, like how to be an adult, like straight up. <laughs> it really did. I think I think that's what uh, I think that's what I'm gonna name the. That's gonna be the title of like the podcast. How, how, how drifting in the automotive industry taught me to do life. Like how did motorsports taught me to do life. I think that'd be something around there. I'm thinking about it right now because there's so much been talked about around here. So many highlights and what we just. Uh, had a conversation about like it's it's a lot of gold in here a lot of learning lessons i probably listened to this again <laughs> oh you're sweet thank you <laughs> <laughs> not a problem well lastly uh where can people follow your journey uh your in terms of just overall uh in regards if it's an instagram handle or youtube handle or whatever like where can you follow yeah i'm people? primarily on instagram right now um so you can find me at lady z33 which is Oh, underscore. Wow, I'm all I'm all over the place. It's L A D I I Lady underscore Z three three. So Lady underscore Z thirty three on Instagram. And that's where I do most of my updates. I'm like in and out of YouTube because I like hate <laughs> recording things all the time. So <laughs> Yep, Instagram. Most definitely. Well, I want to go ahead and say thank you again, number one. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Like it takes it takes a lot of courage to do it. Uh, just to just to go ahead and take that road, but uh, it's it's definitely exciting to know that you're paving a way for a lot of people just to know that it's okay. It's okay to be human because a lot of people try to put this front on like they're the Thanos or something, you know, whatever, like Superman. And it's okay to be human. It's 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 a reality check. At, a lot, a lot of people are human if, if we all didn't know and as long as we're moving forward and we're progressing and you know, we're not afraid to you know talk to somebody like you said if you had a friend out there that you could talk to like it's not there's no problems with reaching out for help like as much as social media kind of gives this weird perception that you got to be on your own in a sense and um, I want to I want to make it an oath to share stories like yourself to let people know that it's the complete opposite. Like the more vulnerable you are, the more free, freeing you you'll feel. Not just not just talk about it, but to speak on experience. Like it feels awesome to be able to just kind of throw all your cards on the table and be like, "What's next?" Versus you know trying to keep every single you know quote unquote flaw or 
uh, problem that's going on in our lives kept away, picking it up as you go. Like that's a lot of work to kind of hold this act that first. I want to thank you um, guys. If you enjoyed this, share with yourself, of course. Um, if you enjoyed it, times two, um, share it with yourself and share it with somebody you feel like you can inspire, it can motivate. Again, this is the Miss Manual Podcast, home to viewing a female perspective. Uh, nothing to sell yet, just more story to tell. However, it is a giveaway coming up, coming up pretty soon. Follow uh, Athena and her journey. She's definitely, I definitely want to have her on again. If she's down, I'd love to have her on in the future. I feel like you have a lot to say, and a lot of people uh, would love to listen and be inspired to do so. Well, you. So you have a sensational day. Uh, it's my favorite word. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. And I'm happy to come back anytime. Oh, yeah. Well, until next time, you guys have an amazing day.